welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin. I'm a transformation and human design guide who is passionate about guiding women to be the most authentic versions of themselves. This podcast is all about self-discovery, self-empowerment, wellness, healing, parenting, mental health, spirituality, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This podcast and this space is all about helping you along on your own self-project journey. So welcome. Let's sit back and we'll dive right in today. Welcome back to the show today. I am really excited to be able to have on the show Jackie Hyman. And Jackie teaches a method of self-defense for women that is rooted in self-love, self-worth, and empowerment. And I am just really glad that she is able to be here to talk with us more about this today and just kind of just share more of her story with us. Um So Jackie, again, thank you for being here today. And I would love if you just kind of um, kicked off the show for us by by telling us what, um, you know, what kind of brought you to teaching self-defense? What what made you realize that this was something that you wanted to teach to other women? So the story of how I came about this method of self-defense is not all that interesting But what's more interesting is why I decided to stick with it, why I decided to turn it into my life's passion. And it really is because of the incredible transformation that it took me through and that I witnessed so many women go through. And I think that, you know, I'm not sure what it's like for young adults and teens today. I I only have sort of an outside perspective looking in. But for me, in the 90s, early 2000s, things like unwanted touch, harassment, degrading comments, objectification, it was all just kind of part of the reality of being female. It was never really questioned or confronted. Um, it was just kind of part of part of the whole thing of, of being in a female body. Um, And really what I wanted more than anything was just to be the woman that men wanted me to be. And so it was like, whatever they want, that's what I'll be, right? (laughs) Um, And so when I started learning, and and I always did martial arts, but there was no connection for me with the martial arts and the things that were happening in my life that I didn't even really see as a problem but they still affected me, right? And so when I started to realize that there's another option, which is set a boundary, use your voice, what you want matters, and you can ask for what you want. And the method of self-defense in addition to that is not like martial arts in the way that martial arts was built by men, for men, and the way that men fight and the method that this method that I discovered really is gender specific in the way that in the things that women deal with on a daily basis or the not so daily things also, the more violent things that, but the way that women deal with them, it's so different. It's so different. Our bodies are built different. We have different gifts, different strengths. 
um, you know, I know I know that not everyone's going to agree with what I'm saying. I know that some people agree that gender is a construct, but whether it is or not, you still have to recognize our bodies are built differently and we're dealing with, with different things. And I've come to view my femininity as a very powerful thing that actually helps me fight. I bring it into the fight. Okay. So all of that together kind of blew every perception of martial arts and self-defense that I ever had. And it also awakened me to how much I tolerated in my life, the amount that I tolerated the mistreatment. And then I had a daughter of my own. And that's when I really said, I don't want that for her. I want it to be different for her. I want it to be different for her and all of the other women in the world. And now that I see that it can be different, it's almost like I have this responsibility to change things. And so I'm totally passionate about being a part of making this change in the world for women. And I don't feel like the onus is on me as a woman. I love doing this. It is an honor. It's a gift. It's fun. It's powerful. It's beautiful. And so that's really what keeps driving me every day to do this work. That's beautiful. Um, I have so many questions, but your first um, kind of statement when you're talking about growing up in like the 90s, 2000s, that's right during like my high school years and all of that too, and early college. And um, it triggered a memory for me when you talked about it, like it was just accepted that we were like objectified or just the whole touch thing. I remember being, I was with a coworker and we had gone to a party and um, I hadn't even been drinking and I was dancing with this guy. I didn't know him very well. And I was wearing overalls and we were dancing and he had stuck his hand down my pants. And so I had pushed him away and told him no. And, you know, he acted really surprised and whatever and, you know, irritated and all that. And so at that point, then I went and told my friend like, hey, I think we should go. I don't feel comfortable. This just happened. And my friend's words to me, I will never forget this, were, well, you were wearing overalls. Like, what did you expect? Like, that's kind of a sign that that's what you wanted kind of thing. And that blew my mind. I was like, I was just wearing these overalls because they're cute. Like, I don't want nobody's hand on my pants. <laughs> so when, when you said that, that, that completely kind of triggered that memory for me. And, um, you know, over the years, like you said, nothing happened, like nothing happened beyond that, just that, that one thing, but over the years, it's still been really confusing, kind of untangling that because, you know, after going to the front and she's like, well, what did you expect? That's what it should have been. And it's like, was that what I was inviting? And, you know, we're in those really young years where we're trying to, uh, you know, figure all of that out. And then that's how it was at the time for us. So now you say like you have your daughter and you want it to be different for her. Um, like how old is she? And have you noticed, is it different now watching your daughter than how it was for us? So when I had her, it was like, okay, I have 12 years to change the world, right? I can do this. I can do this. Now she's 10. And sadly, the world is not that much different. And so um, because she grew up very close in vicinity to me, her no is very strong. Her boundaries are very strong. Um, she knows what to do. She has a sense of self more than I had. But I am looking to change this on a much bigger, much faster scale. It's so needed. 
It really is. It really is. I was kind of wondering that just um, like we said, I don't know it from a young person growing up today, only from, you know, our experience and what we're watching and our perspective now of what we see. And I, I've wondered that too, has much changed today? You know, we, we claim to have made leaps and bounds, but you know, have we? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I really, I really hoped that we would have. And yet I still have so many moms coming to me with stories about their daughters. Um, I have my daughter coming to me with stories. Um, you know, people blocking her on the way to, uh, to the bathroom to like harass her, like, like be my girlfriend, be my, you know, like she's in fourth grade. It's like, so, um, so it, it doesn't, put me in a hopeless place it only makes me more passionate about what I'm doing um a very big thing for me is not waiting around for men to change or for the patriarchy to fall really like we need to realize how powerful we are we need to realize that when we take the first step when we show people how to treat us things can really change Ooh, that's really good um, you know, we can, it, it's all about empowering ourselves. So that's what I was thinking while you're talking. It's about, we, we can empower ourselves. Like you said, we don't see things like the patriarchy falling anytime soon, but we, we can absolutely empower ourselves. So I, I, I'm just, I think it's incredible, you know, what you're doing. Um, you know, I, I want to go back, you know, you had been talking about like, um, that martial arts was kind of built from it. And so, um, you know, and yours is a little more gender specific. So what are kind of uh, the daily things that, and let me see if I got this correctly. You said that like, you're kind of teaching for like just daily things that we're dealing with. And then also for, you know, more uh, severe situations, but what are like the daily things that we're dealing with as women? Um, so I teach women to deal with the entire spectrum of boundary crossing and violence all the way from the way that guy is looking at me is really making me feel icky and uncomfortable all the way to attempt an attempted rape scenario. So you can imagine how much is in between there, right? Um, so even like, I just shared this story on my Facebook the other day and it was like breaking news, my response to what happened. I was at a wedding and the waiter, every time he served me, he would just put a hand on my shoulder, right? Now, I'm not gonna call the police. <laughs> I wouldn't even really consider it harassment or objectification. It wasn't degrading, but it was just kind of icky. Do you know what I mean? Yeah like uncomfortable, like, yeah, I don't want that. Right. And I was having this awesome time, like really vibing and my fitted dress and drinking my wine. And it's like, sometimes the thoughts still come up. Like, is it what I'm wearing? Is it how much I'm drinking? And it's like, none of that matters. I don't feel uncomfortable. I don't feel comfortable. And so I just said to him, like, I'll have the fish and don't touch me again. And the response to this post on Facebook was like, you're a genius. I can't believe you had the courage to do that. You're our hero. And I'm like, 
I literally just told him what I wanted. It's like, woman tells men what man what she wants. Breaking news. But we don't grow up with these tools. Like, I really hope he gets my hint, right? <laughs> No, because when you said that too, you know, I thought, oh, wow, you go girl, like how incredibly bold, brave. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, would I have been able to say something like that? Because I am so terrified of like confrontation conflict. Like that's one of my things that I'm working through, but it's just, it's incredible how so much of this has just been ingrained in us that it's, we don't even realize it. You know, because I, I would think the same thing, like anybody touching me, like can make me really uncomfortable and just um, usually I would probably do something more like shrugging or, you know, like <laughs> something weird like that instead of just being just being assertive. Yes. Yeah. Like, so, wait, do I have a hair on me? Why are you touching me? Um and, and the next thing I think sometimes too is often when, um, when we're asserting ourselves, have you been seen as like uh, aggressive or been called aggressive? And when you're just being assertive, like, don't touch me, you know what I mean? Like I've heard women say that before that when they've been, you know, really assertive and just that they've been seen as, or called aggressive as well. I'm like, wow. Yeah. So there's a lot there, right? It's, it's we've been sort of brought up to protect the feelings of the people around us, especially men. <laughs> we have to protect their feelings, we have to make sure they're comfortable. And so we feel this guilt, even just maybe he'll feel bad, maybe he'll get offended, right? And we've been just so conditioned to put on a smile and be polite and just accommodate all of the other people around us, even though those people may be taking or shrinking our energy. And so it's just about raising the standard for yourself, for your energy. And that's where the self-love comes in. Because if you don't have that base of a relationship with yourself, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to like love yourself. Sometimes it goes both ways. Sometimes you do the work and it affects your relationship with yourself. Sometimes you really got to like work on that relationship with yourself and then you can do the work. My programs give you both in this like, beautiful package, but it has to come from, am I willing to go out of my comfort zone for the sake of my own energy, my own comfort? And how much am I going to tolerate in my life? And that's really just what boundaries are. So when you start working with women, is that something that you guys work on is like building boundaries and, and looking at that type of thing? What are some of the, you know, tips that you, that you would give somebody that you're working with uh, to start building boundaries? Cause I was just thinking the other day, how I was in the grocery store and literally rather than asking like a couple of people, excuse me, so that I could like get around them to where I needed to go. I just like backed out of the aisle and went all the way around so I could come around to the other side so that I didn't have to like talk to anybody. And I was like, that is such a, (laughs) like, you know, such an avoiding conflict or confrontation or like anything kind of move. (laughs) So I have very poor boundaries. Where would you advise me to start? (laughs) Well, the first very important thing, Christy, is that you my classes are not about like, you need to be a powerful woman. You need more boundaries. Like, no, it really is about women having more choices, right? 
if we want to say something, if we feel if that feels good to us, but we just don't have the tools, right? Or it's just scary because it's outside of our comfort zone, not because it's actually like gonna bring up trauma or whatever. You know what I mean? The first thing is knowing that you have a choice. Going around those people because you don't want to talk to them. If you make an empowered choice about that, that's empowered. There's no shoulds here. So that's the first thing. And this, but what I do suggest is thinking about what you want and trying it on for size, like kind of pushing yourself to do it. Sometimes like in the beginning, right? Pushing yourself to do it a couple times, try it on, see how it feels to you. If it doesn't feel empowering, it feels like you push yourself into a person that you don't want to be and that's not really you, go around. Who is that hurting, right? <laughs> Who is that hurting? But if you want to develop a relationship with your boundaries and your voice, and you see a situation where you have an opportunity to set one in the beginning, it's good to practice. Find those opportunities and practice because it is your right to say something. Say, excuse me, can I get by? And then see how that feels for you. But you just have to think about what you want and then ask for it. And that's really it. Like that's really the formula. It's not this mind blowing genius complex thing but we just don't have any practice doing that. And so what I provide for women is a very safe space where nobody's feelings get hurt to practice that. So that when they're in the grocery store, it's like, oh, I've done this before. Okay, I got this. And so you're in a safe space with other women who are on the same journey with me as your coach, lovingly pushing you outside of your comfort zone <laughs> and being there for you the whole time. And we just don't have safe spaces to do that. In the grocery store, there's all this adrenaline, right? Because it's strangers and you're alone and now you have to open your mouth. And so what it gives people is really that safe practice. In my eyes, it's invaluable. Mm, I love that. Um, I was just thinking too, I love the way that you took my example. I'm like, I probably could have provided a better example, but you, um, you know, twisted it into a way that, like you said, it's about like making those empowered choices, but also just like, um, speaking what you want. Um, I was also thinking of, um, how even, uh, with my children, like I would have trouble kind of voicing, um, speaking back against anybody or, you know, it brings up a fight or fright, fight or flight response for me, like trauma responses. Anytime that I had to used to have to like stand up for myself or my children. So I love the idea of, like you said, we're in a safe space so that you're practicing doing it so that when you do get out into kind of, I guess, reality or to your, you know, life, you can translate that over. That's so powerful. Um, so what kind of, um, like, I want to hear a little more about your programs, but also like what kind of transformations have you seen your clients have? Like what have been some of, some of your more incredible transformations that you've seen from them? Sure. So there's a lot that can happen. So I'll just give a few stories, but sometimes it's just a woman who comes in really, really timid. Like I ask her her name and whisper it. And um, sometimes even 
I know this is going to sound crazy, but sometimes even a matter of minutes, just the energy of the women starting to use their voices. We do a lot of yelling so that we can really stretch that relationship with our voice. Um, but it's also an incredible self-defense tool. And so going from, you know, you can see in someone's body language, the hunch, the aversion of the eyes, the saying their name without a lot of confidence to just a couple of shifts in their body language, in their eye contact, yelling the word no. And that can happen in the first class. And that's why I decided to continue teaching this because I did have a moment where I was like, mm, maybe I should just be a fitness instructor. It's like safer, it's less tremendous. <laughs> but the transformations I see within a couple of minutes sometimes blow my mind, blow my mind. There was one woman who came to a class. She's very powerful, but you can be a very empowered, powerful woman and still just not have ever learned the tools for what to do if you're walking down the street and someone is harassing you or God forbid, trying to do worse to you, right? And so she came because she just, she just had no idea what she would do. And this is what I'm hearing from a lot of women. They just don't know what they would do. They're just scared. They would just freeze. And so she was walking and saw a shady figure. So this story I get a lot from women. It's like, I'm walking, I see a shady figure. Old me would have been like, let's take a different route, which by the way, is a completely okay option. By the way, taking a different route is amazing self-defense. But the women that come to my courses, they're like, I got this. I want to try on my tools, right? <laughs> I got this. And so she didn't change her route. She walked by him and he started to like say really nasty things to her. And so she just looked him square in the eye and shouted no at him. And the shock and confusion <laughs> she described on his face, like he didn't even know what to do with that. People don't expect these types of responses. And so sometimes, in fact, a lot of the time, opening your mouth is the only thing you need to do. The fighting tools are more so women can feel that they have backing to what they're going to say. If it doesn't work, like what if it doesn't work? What if it escalates? What if he, that makes him more aggressive? Not a problem. That's not a problem because here's what you do, A, B, and C. And so when we don't have that fear of this could get aggressive, I'm the weaker sex, we're way more likely, even subconsciously, to open our mouths and say, hey, not okay. Wow. Um, that's, I love that story. She just turned and told him no. Like, <laughs> I can only imagine, like, like, that would stop anybody. Like, oh, you know. Um, and that's so powerful. Uh, and it made me think, too, that I took my boys to San Francisco this last week by myself. So I have five boys. 
um, there from nine to 15. And literally, you know, my thoughts before I went there were like, am I crazy? A woman by herself taking her kids to the big city. And then I thought, why do I even have to be worried about something like that? And then things of like, we went with a little bit more expensive place because I wanted to make sure we were in a safer neighborhood because my husband wasn't going to be with us. And just like all the thought processes that, you know, I had leading up to the trip, it was just incredibly eye-opening to, again, see what's been ingrained in us. And I thought, okay, well, every night we need to make sure that we're not like walking around after dark. We'll do like minimal walking around. We'll need to stay, you know, in public areas, which I mean is, you know, smart to do anyways. But then like, why do we have to think about It's sad that as women, we have to think about those extra things and be worried about those extra things. Like, God, am I really dumb for being a woman, taking my kids on a trip like this by myself to a big city? And I'm like, why do I have to worry about that? (laughs) Because that's how it is. Like, Christy, that's how it is, but it's not okay. It's not okay. And, And the way that we limit ourselves because of our concern for our safety, sometimes we don't even realize the amount that we're limiting ourselves because of our gender and it's like how do you even know who you really are when you're limiting yourself I mean women change their whole workout routines they don't travel they stay home they decline meetings they decline drinks like your example is perfect it's perfect it's like who would you be if you just felt free That's who you actually are. And so like when you, when this whole thing happened in the UK, I'm not sure if you heard, you probably did about this woman. She was walking home and a police officer um, assaulted her and they found her body in the woods. It's like this horrible thing. And it started a whole social media revolution in the U with the UK women. And someone asked on social media, what would you do if, you didn't have to worry about this basically. And women said things like, I would run at night. I would walk home alone. Some things that are just like, wow, like that's a basic human right. A Walking home, a basic human right. You know, I would lie in the grass at night under a tree with my earphones on. I'm not saying that that's something that we can all go do freely right now. But what I'm saying is there are things you can learn that can make you feel way more free, way more free. Walking at night, not a problem. And a lot of women's self-defense classes will give all these tips of what not to do. And it's like, thank you for limiting my freedom even more, right? So what I'm trying to change is, is that. I want to expand your freedom. I want you to feel like you can wear what you want. You can go where you want. You can be yourself because you have a handy toolbox of incredibly powerful tools that you trust, that you take with you everywhere. I'm not talking about mace that might be at the bottom of your bag that's only with you when you're in the parking lot, right? (laughs) It's only with you when you're out, which is not the most likely place for anything to happen actually statistically. And so what if you could literally just trust your body and the power of that and the power of your voice and you take that with you everywhere you go every day, 
all day. That's incredibly powerful. So um, tell us a little bit more about your programs then. Like what, um, you know, what do you kind of, it sounds like it's both um, like actual tools, like self-defense tools, but also a lot of like confidence and mindset. Is that kind of like both of those together? So um, yeah, tell us a little bit more like what what it looks like and um, kind of what somebody would walk through within your program? Sure. The main program that that is being offered right now is called Own Your Throne. It's eight modules. And in each module, you get two new practical self-defense, like fighting moves. You get a boundary setting, uh, boundary setting tools. And then you get a, a mindset, more emotional part of it. So What I love, love, love about my online offering is that you have this opportunity with some of the journal prompts and deeper work in there to go on this journey with yourself of how much do I really trust what my body is telling me in this situation, when to listen to that as opposed to the inner guide, which guides you kind of out of your comfort zone. How much am I connected to that piece of me that would stand up and fight for me? Um, And so all of that is really not even something that you're going to get in my in-person class, because it really is like a a self-journey. So you have that, and you have the fighting And you have the boundary setting. So it's kind of these three pillars that are guiding you through each module that are integrating it all into your body because at the end of the day, you're using your body. That's so cool. You keep saying, I keep thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'll be an MMA fighter by the end of it. (laughs) That's, that's incredible because um, I, I, I love that you say you kind of go on a self journey because I think that there's there's more to it than like, we can learn the tools, right? The empowerment, like the fighting, but, um, you know, have we unpacked all the emotional stuff underneath and all maybe any, like, you know, like you said, the boundary setting that we need to do, or is there any trauma underneath that? Like, I really love the idea of just kind of you know, exploring what's underneath that. Cause like in my idea, like my, so much of my fear of like confrontation and conflict and like being able to explore that I think is really powerful, you know, not just kind of putting a bandaid on things and like, here's these tools, but it's like, really take the time to explore yourself and like, you know, unpack these things. So I think that that's, that's beautiful. So I always love when, um, you know, we can get a chance to know more about ourselves and who we are and do self-exploration. So it sounds like it's a lot of like intuition too, when you're like tuning into like, what's the body telling you? So just a lot of like, we can get so disconnected from our intuition and what's just our natural warning system is telling us um, is, can be so powerful. So I, I love that you incorporate all of those things. I think that I feel like, oh my gosh, we've had such an incredible conversation so far. Um, I, I, I'm just like totally blown away. Um, 
So I would love to know if somebody wanted to come and find you, were they able to find you on the internet and then like on social media? Sure. Um, most of my posts on, posts on Facebook are public, so you can follow me on Facebook. It's just Jackie Hyman on Facebook. And then Instagram, the handle is Queen Rise Power. You can also search Jackie Hyman. Um, and I'll give you a link to my free downloadable guide, which is geared towards teens, but it's really for everybody, <laughs> um, which is really the first step in detecting danger. And just like you spoke about that intuition and what's going on in your body, it really takes you through how to do that. That's the free guide. So if you want that, I will happily, happily send you the link. Oh my gosh. Yes. Everything will be linked down in show notes as well. So you'll be able to scroll down, connect right away with Jackie. Make sure you go and grab that free guide. I love that you said you have it geared towards teens as well. Um, I think that's such an important thing to teach, teach our girls as they're growing, growing right up into this, you know, into this world. So what powerful tools to instill them with so early on, because uh, really they're the ones that are going to make these changes. And if they're coming in so empowered so early on, I mean, think of, think of the massive shifts they can begin to make. Like that gives me goosebumps to think like, (laughs) you know, so it's just going to carry on. It's just going to carry on and build from there. So um, I think it's incredible what you're doing, Jackie, incredibly important work for women, because like I said, it's, it's just going to build. And like, as your daughter watches you and all these women that you train and as it just has that trickle effect, you know, that trickle effect across, across the world. So Jackie, thank you so much for being on today. Like I said, this has been an incredible conversation. Um, brought up I'm so some, happy. Yes. I'm like, it brought up some different memories for me that like I've never shared before some of these memories. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So um, yes. So just again, thank you for your time being on today. And um, it was just, it was absolutely wonderful to get to chat with you. Yay. Totally my pleasure. Thank you for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. Come and connect with me over on Instagram at underscore Christy Martin and let me know what your takeaways were and what you want to hear more of. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of these awesome episodes. Leave a review if you love the show and I will see you next time.